to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 235 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name's Sam. I'm Chris. How's it going? Hello, everyone. Yes, I am in my Gilmore's uniform again. Didn't think that would be happening for a while. Uh, yep. So- <laughs> if it sounds depressing, it is. Uh, I don't think Chris uh, is ever going to leave that place. Uh, it's not bad. It's just, yeah, I'm, I'm building shelves and stuff, it, which is way better than being fire. Yeah, I get paid a pittance, but, you know, minimum wage. But <laughs> it's... Um, Oh, I think I'm a little over minimum wage. Some, something for Chris to do. It's something for me to do. So that's cool. So uh, the podcast after field days, uh, almost 128,000 or just over 128,000 people went over four days. Uh, pretty epic. Entered some competitions. What are the odds of winning a competition, Chris? Pretty low. Don't try and get me to do anything mathematical. Just pretty low. Probably pretty low. But I did win a pro- uh, prize from oh, field days. Yeah, I'm holding it in my hand here. Uh, thanks to Ford, uh, I've won a double pass, two three-day trackside tickets uh, to the ITM Auckland Super Sprints in September. Woo-hoo. So, uh, going to go see some supercars racing around. So, well done, congratulations! Yeah, thanks. We to didn't win that 4K TV from Spark that we went every day to enter. Not that we know of. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, the Azuzu Ute is being drawn on the twenty-sixth. Okay. I don't know why. They just said that. And zero, you really need... If I win the ute, you can have it. Oh, here we go. Just saying. Uh, zero. It's, it's, it's on record, public record. Okay. <laughs> uh, remember that when we go to court. No. Um, <laughs> and, and zero, uh, you really need to sort out your coffee. Uh, just want to say that. Oh, yeah. No, you want to tell the story. Go on. Zero has this... They, last year, let, let me interrupt first, because yeah. I tell you to tell the story, then I go, oh, let me interrupt. That's all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> Beyonce, you're great, but I know, but I want to... <laughs> no, um, last year, yes. we went in early, and we went to Zero for yes. a coffee, free there's, coffee. And there's nobody around. Nobody they have there. A, they have a very big stand, and right at the end of a stand uh, is a coffee vendor that they've employed. Yeah. And we say, oh, can we grab? No. Are you zero uh, customers? No, we're not. Um, we do free co- coffees from nine. At this point, it was 10 to nine, I think. Or, yeah. or, or something like eight. And, and, I, eight ha- and I had got a free coffee off them the day before somehow. Uh, no, it's it, it's for customers only at this point. I got the impression that in 15 minutes we were allowed to get a coffee, but up, up till now we can't. It was all- and there's nobody there. And we look. I just looked to them and went, what? Okay, all right, and walked off. It's all rather confusing. There's no real signage. I don't know what's going on. And on Saturday, on the last day of this year's field days, I was walking past and a really old couple uh, with a walking stick each. They went up and just said, can I have a coffee? And there's zero. Like, the barista does not care. The barista will make you whatever you want. The zero guy that was standing there, no, 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 no. This is only for zero customers. After or before 9.30, something to a 9.30 this time around. Um, but I can give you this little tote bag and some badges, some pins. And they're like, uh, okay. What there a was, loser. There like, was 
absolutely nobody around. Absolutely no one. It was very empty, and I was like, all he had to do was Make say- Make sure you hit hashtag zero on this podcast, because they need to hear this. Don't hire people in expos for anybody. Don't you hire a person in expo that just doesn't get it. The bad will of this is far more impactful than, yep. Yep. oh, the guy's not doing anything, let him make a coffee. Who cares? Or if you do really want to look after your zero customers, that's fine. You can do that. Understand that. Move your coffee thing into a thing up the back like lots of other places do. Yeah, yeah. So Zespri had a back-end thing for oh, all they the all, growers. They all do. And yeah, Dairy and NZ and, and all for sorts. The, yeah. for the dairy farmers. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just very noticeable. And uh, all they had to do was go out of their way just for one, two free coffees actually for some old people. And uh, it would have been all good. Yeah. There's absolutely And if they around. had said, oh, we really shouldn't because that's the rules, but we're going to break the rules for you, those people would have been going on zero so cool. Yeah, I don't know what they are probably because they're old people yeah. maybe. <laughs> yeah, they would have gone, I don't know what zero does. They probably do milking machines, but they're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they spell zero wrong? <laughs> don't know. But I've got these badges, these pins. I don't know where I'd ever wear them. They're really cool. Uh, one's a blue quad bike and one's a blue swan dry. Uh, and those are zero ones. Yeah, might use them for the show notes maybe. Okay, well, I've got something I want to talk about, which I'm going to try and do this again. So I click into it and I click the link and it opens. Yeah, it's called technology. You, you just, ma- he's mashing his phone. <laughs> he's just, he's prodding it with his finger, it's, waiting it's for something ages different to, do to happen. Anything. Ah. It worked just before. I tested before. You did test it just before, but <laughs> you know. It's, now it's not working. That's right. Uh, Do you want to open it on hit. here? Oh, God. This may or may not work. So anyway. Here we go. Oh, it's open. You got it's it? Opening. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, cool. You it. explain this to me. It. What's going on? So <sighs> I saw this on AliExpress, and you don't see things on AliExpress that are interesting usually. Well, we did have that urinate into a bag full of crystals or something once that we that talked was, about. It yeah, it was like a portable toilet. You could buy multiple packs of it, and it seemed quite popular. <laughs> yeah. So this is different. <laughs> Good. It's it's a drop shipping Elfin Book 2 erasable, reusable, smart microwave notebook wave cloud erase notepad, notepad, a notepad, one word, note space pad, pocket book lined with pen. That's the description. You want to get those keywords in there, Chris. Yeah, I know. So I'm like, what? what is this thing? And there's a video here, which I'm not going to obviously play, but we, we might... I don't know if you can rip those and put them on the... I've done it before, Chris. Oh, done yeah, it okay. before. So I'll have those in the show notes. But anyway, it's a notebook that you can buy... Yeah. That you can, where's the description here? I had it here. Elfin Book is a reusable smart notebook. Yep. You can simply wipe off your notes with your microwave oven. Yep. So you put the notebook in the microwave yep. oven and it fries the whole lot and that's all. Oh, it's a new notebook. Or you can use a hairdryer yep. uh, or a damp cloth, wet tissue, um, and you can use it up to 500 times. That's what they say. And it works with the Elfin Book app. Yep. Which basically what the app does is when you download it, you can take a photo of your notes in the notebook and you can upload it to the cloud, i.e. you can upload it to Evernote or Dropbox or the cloud or Google, it says. Yep. Um, it does the old, uh, what's it do? T- type, turns your 
should turn your uh, handwriting into text. I don't think it does that. It, doesn't it just do takes that. a photo okay. and sends the photo. Does it have the markers on the page for the camera? No. Oh, because uh, it's a- got it, half of it's lined, half of it's blank, so you can d- draw um, yep. pictures on half and whatever. Um, half with ruled paper, half with blank paper, ideal for writing and drawing, suitable for students, kids, artists, architects, and so on. We suggest using pilot friction pens, friction with an X. Yep, um, good pens like them a lot. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Friction pens with the often book, other pens do not recommend. Well, the reason they say that is the friction pens, you rub them on the end and they disappear with heat. Yeah, that would be why you'd recommend yeah. them. So is it just that book or is it the pen? Should you be buying the pens, not the books? Or is it both? Why? I, I just, this just blew my mind. I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, well, those notebooks have been around for a while. There's another version. It's got a marker in the corner or something in the app line that knows where the page is. Yeah. And I think it does the, um, o, what's it called? O, uh, OCR. OCR. Optical character recognition. That's the one. Uh, you can't, they're not good if you leave them in your car. Too much heat. You might lose some of your work. Um, right. I don't know. Probably think, not good in my bed either. Okay. I generally have my journal in bed with me. But I think the other, uh, I think a normal ballpoint pen works with the other ones okay. Like you wouldn't want a super duper fancy pen. Uh, um, I I just can't, it's on special at the moment. Yeah, how 45% much? 45% off. Yeah. And you get one or two? For, for I think it's one, 20 bucks. Yeah, it seems like a lot. It seems like a lot to me. I just can't. That I, seems like a normal retail I'd, price for that. I'm sure you can get it cheaper. Yeah, normally uh, thirty six forty two to thirty seven ninety seven. This is twenty point three to twenty point eight eight, and I'm assuming that might be. be oh, let me hit add to cart, and I'll tell you what the difference. One will be lined, one will be unlined. Yes, amazing. No, it's a sixty page or a hundred page. Okay, so well there you go. If you want a reusable notebook and uh, find out how it works, or I don't know if Chris is getting one. Are you getting one? Are you buying it now? No. Press buy. Buy now. Buy now. Oh, the 100 page is the cheaper one. What's yeah, that makes even more sense. Buy now. <laughs> oh, it's A5 or B5. Okay. B5's the bigger. Okay. Did you know that Peter Jackson and James Cameron have teamed up? On the no meat on film? Just no meat in general. I think they just want to upset. Uh, well, they've said that New Zealand needs to um, get rid of what we do now and bring in the meatless factories. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, it's New Zealand. So I saw a, a random headline somewhere and and, and a, oh, on Facebook because there was a comment going, they can go piss off. And oh, like, yeah, there's a, no, lot, lot, pretty cool. oh, there's a lot of angry people around. Yeah, but, um, but I, I thought it was just for film sets. I just assumed because of who it was. No, no, no. Uh, they are joining forces to create a plant-based food business. They've been oh, really? working on this for the last two years. They've remained, remained tight-lipped. They went on TVNZ Sunday program and said he and Jackson want to develop new food products that are made from plants. Uh, Jackson's very, uh, very keen to get plant meat factories here in New Zealand so we can make more jobs here. Yeah, I'm 100% behind that stuff. <laughs> They've called it... Uh, it looks like PBT, New Zealand. Uh, they obviously haven't heard of the courier company, PBT Couriers. But, uh, or, or, or PB Tech's too close to that too. I but that's all right. Uh, they're, in the, they're currently in the research phase now. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure that's upset a lot of farmers. And uh, What's that? Plant-based? What's the plant-based protein? No. Oh, I don't know. Didn't really say. 
I know PBT, but I'm like plant based. Uh, don't know. Um, don't care. But I see the people that make the impossible burger, they can't keep up with demand at the moment, hey? Their plant can't produce enough because they've. It's the way to go, man. Well, yeah. i got to say, I've been eating a lot of that uh, sun-fed... Fake no chicken. No, sun-fed, no chicken chicken. Um, You're only eating lots of it because you got so much of it super for cheap. For free. For free. Oh, for free, sorry. Basically yeah. for free. Boxes and uh, boxes. I would have paid a, a little bit of money for it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, so this this podcast is sponsored by Gilmore's. Um, <laughs> my, my diet for the last two weeks has been sponsored by Gilmore's. Um, but yeah, no, it's been great. Um, I know, I like it. I think it's good. I probably consider buying some when I have money and need to buy some. Look at that. Look at you go. <laughs> Did you see that uh, Rocket Lab was in the news because they're, uh, they're supposed to have a launch today? I don't know if it went or not. Oh, right, right, right. Um, because we said that at the field days, I, I didn't realise they had done so many launches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're yeah, still yeah. going ahead, but they're supposed to have one today, and I don't know if it went ahead or not or if the weather was bad. But uh, they, people, it's a story about nothing really, but they in the story they were like, Rocket Lab's launching some stuff, and they're not telling people what one of the payload is, like what one well, of the satellites are. Do they have to? They're not a public company. They it's don't, not a government. They, they have to tell the government, apparently, and they have. So, yeah, of course they have. Which is fine. And they've got their own internal rules where they only launch stuff that's like going to help humanity, and it's not a laser beam that's going to kill people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, the, and it's, just, it's just a weird story. So I was because at the end of the day they're like, no, we spoke to our customer and they didn't really want people to know what we were launching due to commercial uh, sensitivities. Yeah, makes sense, it's especially fine. when you realise they possibly launching heaps of these little tiny micro satellite things. Yeah, yeah. So we just launched ten thousand satellites in a shoebox. I think it's just uh, people just don't like it when they don't know what's going on. They don't wouldn't even understand it, but. They need to. Uh, it's just somebody needs to create a um, a what do you call it? Uh, a thing in the uh, in the paper. They need a story. They just need a story. That's all it is. You know these 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 media types. They need to eat like us, like us, like us. Anyway, moving on. Shout out to James. Hey James, I remember you from back uh, ten years ago when we were down in Wellington at the Sevens. Yes, I do. Uh, the backstory to everybody else, other than James, who's listening to this right now, is that um, I went and saw my mate um, Jeff on Jeff Penny on uh, when was it Saturday night? Saturday, Saturday night, and uh, he I'd, I'd gone to Jackie's birthday party earlier, had dinner and all the rest of it, so I got there a bit late. The boys were a little bit inebriated; they're all come from out of town. And uh, it was good catching up with everybody. Uh, and hey, Bevan, I know you listen to this as well. And so I saw Bevan there. He was pretty, pretty intoxicated. To be fair, apparently he was barred from drinking at 6.30 and it was 11 o'clock when I got there. So... <laughs> good effort. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, and then uh, Jeff says, oh, have you met James? I'm like... Oh, you look familiar. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a long time ago. Ten years ago, we went down to Sevens together. It was a group of us about, I think it was about 12, 14 guys. And we all had um, the same, we, we bought it from overseas, the same um, fancy dress. It was like a, a, a Greek or Roman um, soldier, soldier oh, uniform. Soldier, yeah, 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 yeah. So Spartans, basically. Yeah. 
So, um, yeah, it was Greek. That's right, because the, there were four girls with us, and they had the Helen of Troy type setup. Yeah. And it looks looks impressive when you've got 12 guys looking exactly the same and that stuff. It looked yeah, pretty yeah. good. We got on TV. It was great. And I went, oh, yeah, I remember you from that. And he goes, yeah, well, I know. I feel like I know you really well because I listen to the Chris and Sam podcast all the time. And Jeff looks at me and looks at me and goes, yeah, he's probably a better friend to you than any of us here. <laughs> Which cracked me up. Um, but, yeah, so shout out to James. Hi, good James. Uh, and hello to everybody else that's listening. Possibly old workmates, people relatives. who actually know us people or don't know, know us. Uh, uh, yeah. We, we uh, you know, thanks for listening and uh, hopefully you <laughs> like hearing about whatever the hell we're talking about. We Randomness were- technology <laughs> in life covers everything and it works really well. <laughs> and we had that conversation. Who was I talking to the other day? Oh, at, at the birthday party with... Um, with um, Quentin, who is a Patreon, and he is doing Unbound Digital Marketing. Unbound Digital Marketing is where you want to go for your digital marketing needs. Um, yes, go I, check him out, Unbound Online. Online. And uh, he might be starting his own podcast because podcasts are the wave of the future. Um, but he was like, yeah, um, in, in conversation, a few of us at the table, and it's like, yeah, it is quite weird when – I catch up with Quentin, who I don't see that often, yeah. and he knows everything I'm up to. I'm like, how do you know about that? And he goes, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mentioned it on the podcast. One-way oh, yeah. communication. It's great. <laughs> and you don't know what, who you talk to. What could to. go wrong? Yeah, no, exactly. So anyway, okay, so that was uh, James and Bevan, uh, and, uh, of course, everybody else as well. Hey, guess what? Uh, Hamilton Council's decided to trial for six months. Some sort of e-scooter. Oh, right. Because um, Tim had a, an article on that. You know Tim Young? That uh, we mentioned th- last we episode. We mentioned last episode, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So he had an article this week on what we need to do to prepare for the Lime Scooter thing and all the rest of oh. it. And I didn't read it. I just saw the headline I knew it was from Tim, and I just ignored it. But, oh, um, I was going to say, that would have been interesting to know. <laughs> well, unlike you, Sam, I don't research this stuff. <laughs> well, I, I only saw this on a Facebook post uh, from The Breeze, and the comments, it was like 90% negative, 10% were going for it. Because people, uh, the usual story is they're all over the place in Auckland. They're all over the footpaths. It's a tripping hazard. Uh, how are we going to get past and how are we going to do that? Uh, I think we're lucky here because we're right in the centre of Hamilton. So walking into town's nothing. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting because I can see I, a lot of them ending up at the bottom of the hill. I, and yeah. not getting up the hill. <laughs> oh, no. I reckon, I reckon, I reckon they possibly, I think they drain their battery, but they'd go up the hill. I reckon a few of them are going to end up in the river. Oh, I'm sure. I, just throw I them have over, no doubt. Just throw them over a bridge. That'd be fun. Yeah, well. Even even if you're not riding it, just off it goes. That's not fun. It's going to poison the river. Yeah, oh, I and know. that water goes to Auckland and the Aucklanders drink it. Yeah, no, just throw it over the river. It'll be it's fine. Just... It'll be fine. So uh, not sure when that kicks off. I'm sure uh, the mayor or uh, one of the councillors will probably fall off one and hurt themselves. <laughs> As long as we get on video, I'm all for it. Oh, it'll be a photo op. They'll have a photo op in the paper. Uh, I I, um, opened this thing earlier too. I'm going to try and stab my um, phone with my finger again. Yeah. I thought it was a really cool idea. And Okay, so the source for this, unlike my next story, which is like the New York. Actually, it's the cut, which is part of either the New Yorker or New York Times. Yeah. 
This is the pinnacle of journalistic integrity, Board Panda. Uh, that's, that's where I that's where I never go for my for my news. Uh, no, but I thought this is a great idea. This this headline is: Mother creates seatbelt covers that would warn emergency workers about children's health issues. And we have some photos there. Uh, and so, what, what, what does that one say? So it says, "I have autism. I may resist help." Yeah. So if the kid's in a car accident, if there's a crash, you knock them out, and somebody hey? opens them, yeah, you just knock them out, opens the door, and they try, they might fight you off because that's what they are. Um, the other one is, uh, "I am deaf. I have a cochlear implant. No MRI, which yeah, is yeah. handy to yeah, know. Rip, rip that out of their head." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it seems like it's such a logical thing, like to put it on a seatbelt for those sorts of conditions. Why has that never been done? That's genius. And an Australian came up with it too. Uh, well, it's the simple ideas that people have never thought about. That seems to be pretty good. I am nonverbal and have epilepsy. That one. Okay. Um, but that's, you know, that's part of the old A B doctors A, B, C, D, E, and F or whatever we're up to now for first aid is uh, figuring out what people are up to and uh, realising that everybody is different and everyone is a bit special now. Well, yeah. there's a difference between being different and a bit special and fighting you off as you're trying to get them out of a burning like car. Like I because... said, you just yank them out, worry about that later. Yeah, true, true, true. Fair call, but I just thought it was a good idea. Did you hear that story about that woman that crashed in that bank uh, somewhere in New Zealand? I vaguely saw the story. I don't. When you say a bank, you mean a bank of a river, like yeah, a, yeah, down yeah. down into a, a, a paddock. And I yeah. think she was there for five days before anyone found her, oh. and her dog was in the car with her and kept her warm and alive. Holy crap! So that's good. Yeah, yeah, good for dogs. Yay, dogs like dogs. Um, but the woman that crashed into the Christchurch and got saved by two teenagers, her two dogs died. What? A woman crashed her car into a lake in, in Christchurch uh, today, earlier this morning, and two teenagers jumped in and pulled her out, but the dogs did not survive. Oh, Got to balance sad. these stories out, Chris. Can't be all happy, cheery, wonderful. <laughs> got to have some death in there. You do sound a little macabre tonight, i got to say. A little bit on the... The down. No, um, no. So uh, I've got this story, and this got me. This got me. Um, actually, let me see if I can switch over. I've got it in Chrome, maybe. Maybe. There we go. The headline A woman has won the, quote, Nobel Prize of Math, unquote, for the first time ever. There was a headline. This is the cut from New York. Okay. Um, so I'm like, Okay, that's interesting. So on Tuesday, one of the most prestigious mathematics prizes in the world was awarded to a woman for the first time. Karen Ollenbeck, a mathematician and emeritus professor at the University of Texas at Austin, is now the first woman to win the Abel Prize for Mathematics. And I'm like, okay. What's the Abel Prize? A-B-E-L. But But what is it? No. Um, But anyway, but what it says further on... The award has been given out since 2003. Hey, hang on. For the first time ever um, since 2003. That's a huge difference. That, I was a little... No, previous winners have all been men. She's the first woman. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the award's only come out since 2003. When you say the first woman ever, 
It should have saved the first woman since it started in 2003. I mean, it is the first woman ever. I get it. But it just... Mathematics been around a lot longer than 2003. Anyway, I'm not... I didn't read it like that. I just read it. She's the first woman that's run that prize. Yeah, okay. Um, So she did win uh, $700,000 worth of Norwegian krona, um, which is great. Um, And it's awarded by the King of... Norway. So I was a bit, I was a bit anti this. I've got to say. However, what I are do you going to? Um, are, what are you going to do about that? If you're anti it, are you going to uh, not go to your local mathematics club for a week? Are you just going to yell at the calculator? <laughs> no, times four isn't right. Throw it against the wall. No, I no. I was going to do what everybody does and just voice a big opinion on on, on a on podcast Facebook. On, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I have a podcast yeah. platform. Woo-hoo. Hang on. 700-word bloody Facebook post going, the Norway, I just don't agree it's with it. what us it. Chris's do. Yeah. I can, I can, I'm thinking about four Chris's all at the same time. I know you are. And I can think I all knew of you. you would when yeah. I said that. No. Um, no, what I do like, though, is um, I'll read this quote out. She did things nobody thought about doing, and after she did, she laid the foundations of a branch of mathematics, which is cool. Said Sun, Sun Young Alice Chang, Sun Young, which is hyphenated, yeah. Alice Chang, a mathematician at Princeton University who served on the prize committee. So, okay. So she thought about doing things that nobody else has done, and when she did it, she's basically laid out a whole new branch of mathematics, definitely award-winning worthy. So, so, um, so has that changed your mind on uh, yeah, ban- and, banishing and, mathematics? The stu- I mean, was it the Norwegians that get to cut, you? Not the not the New New Yorker, right? Because all it's got from a quote from her is quote. This is uh, we can't give her Karen. A when I came out of church, I noticed that I had a text message from Alice Chang that said, "Would I please accept a call from Norway?" She said. When I got home, I called Norway back, and they told me. And that's the end of the article. That's all you need Mic to drop. That's all you need to know. We don't need to. We don't need to hear anything more from her. I don't want to hear about the numbers or formulas or whatever. I've got the gist of the story. Nor- Norway's awesome. That's what I've got from that. All right. So I've got. I've got something. I, I wrote down here. I was. I was in two minds about. Oh no no go ahead. Two minds. This this is going to be gold uh, of some sort. So. Uh, I had a dream about my ex the other night. Now, yes, don't, don't worry. It's, it's we're going to analyze this. Carry on. <laughs> this is the one that, when you say your ex, you mean your ex-wife? My ex-wife. Yeah, who you were obviously married to. Who, for, for a long time, I called my wife after I was divorced until Jeff would punch me every time I said my wife. I'm so, imagine that. Oh, I wish I was around for that. Uh, um, he punched me um, and yeah. it took two years to get over Oh, it. good on you, Jeff. Good punching <laughs> skill there. <laughs> That may, maybe that's how Chris learns things. <laughs> Probably it's the only way. Um, so anyway, I had the most weirdest dream. So, so was but, it super, but this is why I mentioned, mentioned was it. Was it right? super vivid? It was super vivid and, uh, and, and, and not sexual. Just, just got to oh, get that okay. out Okay, Good, good. So I, um, I had to get up at 3.50 a.m. to set up because a creative live class was going on. Yep. So obviously that was in my head. Yeah. And I end up having this dream basically about going to this class, like physically going to this class. Yeah. And Ellen was there. Yep. 
But what is memorable and why I mention it is in my dream, Ellen has a full beard and moustache, <laughs> like a black beard and moustache like you see on a very well-dressed uh, Middle Eastern guy. Oh, okay. okay. You know, yep. so, yep. so well-trimmed in that. And I'm like, and I woke up not long after that going, why does my subconscious make her have a beard in my dreams now? Is that weird or not? So <laughs> we could sit here for the next minute, the minute or so that we have left in this episode and psychoanalyze the problems that you're facing and what this means and what you should be doing about it. But I think it's better if the audience of the Chris and Sam podcast, whoever you are, come out of the woodwork. Um, who knows? She might even be listening. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, but uh, you leave us a comment. Would it be on- hilarious as if she's listening? She sends herself in. She's got a beard. Now, that- <laughs> uh, I'm almost confident saying that's not going to happen. But uh, if you have a theory, please let us know on our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com, the Chris and Sam podcast. We'll look forward to reading those. And uh, we will rep- we will report back next week. Yeah, yes, or, or Twitter at Chris and Sam Pod. Uh, there's Instagram. You can throw some f- uh, comments on this uh, episode's uh, post on Instagram. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear if you can tell me if I'm nuts or not. Oh no, we don't need to. <laughs> we, we don't need to do anything to work that out. Um, but says the man that's still at the job that he was going to leave and is going for a part-time job at Spookers. That didn't happen last week because he remembered oh, he had yes. to go to a. So thing. I had so to go to, yeah uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, tomorrow night, uh, which is Friday. So night. next week you get to find out what Chris got up to at Spookers. Yes. Uh, until then, though, I'm I'm Sam. I'm Chris. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Almost screwed that up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll edit it in post. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.